Hey everyone, before we start the podcast, just wanted to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, Words Over Chair Productions. Words Over Chair is a full-service creative agency with offices in Edinburgh, Scotland, and Brooklyn. Our specialty, amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all mixed with a flair for humor. And the best part about Words Over Chair? You already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Scott, along with my co-host on this very podcast, Harmon Leon. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine. Go do it yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. Wordsoverchair.com That may overplay to the Chinese. We'll be a little bit too anxious to them. It may, might, might knock that one out in a second. It will. It may hurt what we're trying to do with the Soviet right now. You see, we... What really is going to count with the Soviet Pete is the fact. I mean, that mm-hmm. ping pong team is worrying them right up the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'll let the fact break. Don't, don't say a word about that except confidence. That yes, ma'am. I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am. This is. Yes, ma'am. This is. This is the present. Just like Rocket Man and Cheetos. No, no that's <laughs> he was he's little Rocket Man, dude. Yeah, little Rocket Man and big fuckface. Ten <laughs> orange Cheeto fuckface. Just so we know where you stand. So what's uh, so what do you think? Um, oh, sorry, everyone. If if you couldn't tell, you're listening to uh, this is the president. I am Scott Colonico coming at you live from Edinburgh, Scotland for for the last time. Well, you're not really coming live because that would mean this is a live uh, recording. So you would be coming at them at the ample amount of time in which they choose to listen to the podcast. That's it's all the convenience of podcasts. You can listen to whenever you want. You you are live in the sense that you are in the present moment, very Buddhist. Yes, I am. But you are not live to the people listening to this. No, but I am here in Edinburgh for our last podcast, dude. That's kind of sad. Well, we might podcast this summer for a weekend. Yeah, we'll yeah. okay, yeah. for a weekend. You know what um, I mean? Uh, we this... never, ever, we have never, ever podcast in the same room together. We've I always know, done it could, remote. That would be kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah that might that might take it to place. a whole new level. Because we're we're forty episodes into this. This is our fortieth episode of This Is the President. Uh, and how many presidents yeah. are there? Forty-five, man. J- and DJT so, so who's the fortieth president? I know what happens when we run out of presidents. No, who who is the fortieth president of the United States? That would um, be so. That, that'd be five presidents ago. Was, so that would, was that Reagan or is either because Bush forty-one was forty-one. Dad Bush, I think, was what they call him. So okay, so then yeah, we're so in the Reagan, Reagan eras of the podcast. Yeah, so we're welcome to the 80s, dude. Let's do a bunch of blow. I'm doing blow. I'm Gordon Gecko, overtaking I'm companies in and being Let's go balls. to Studio 54 and hang out and be like Studio 54 guys with Andy Warhol. <laughs> I'm going to be concerned about my business cards. <laughs> While talking oh, on a, a cell phone the size of a shoebox. Oh, that's always the that's always the eighties thing too. This is you know you're in the eighties and you see people on big cell phones. Oh yeah. 
I just kind of started watching it. And before we get into the uh, Trump and Korea, I started watching this kind of Netflix series called White Gold. Speaking of the eighties. Oh, what is that about? And Would the white gold so be it's, cocaine? It's a, it's a well, no. It's it's about the white gold in this case is uh, double glazing glass glass windows. Really? So, and it's, yeah, it's about it's about selling glass windows, double glazed glass windows in Essex in the nineteen eighties. Oh, and this is a thing people watch. Well, you know what? It's actually a lot more interesting than it sounds. Because because you know why. It doesn't sound interesting. No, it does, it doesn't. But there's a lot of things that don't sound like it's good. Like you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Is that going to sound interesting? A bunch of old dudes in a room? No, well, not really. Well, that's there's more to it than that. You yeah, know, sales, I mean that's what I'm saying. I would say I would I would not leave you to write the the movie description of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, well, no, I was also <laughs> Glenn I was Gary, Glenn Ross. Two hours of old guys in a room selling selling real estate in Florida. Yeah, no, that's that's. I was giving you, I was underplaying it. Anyway, speaking of the, because it's set in the eighties, right? And they do, uh, they use an, because I think they have different rules in the UK because they use a crap load of eighties music in it. I mean, it's just like every time a scene starts, it's like eighties music. But to, to tie in with uh, our other podcast that we do, which is called Comedy History One Hundred and One, where this we we, makes, we we dive into the history of comedy. We school you in comedy. You can find all your favorite podcasts. Um, in this, they're kind of referencing the thing that um, who was the guy? Loads of money. Which which comedian was that? Oh, Harvey, Harry Enfield. Harry Enfield, because that was his. Now I got the loads jo- of money. Yeah, because that was the joke. Is because he was a builder, and like in London at the time during the eighties, you know, there's people who were just those builders were making so much money because they were like putting in new windows and fixing up people's houses. Ah, yeah. So that was the Harry Enfield character. And again, we have another podcast for this, but just to explain, and maybe we can even have a little crossover project here. Uh, Yeah, he just played that that uh, uneducated but way too much money type character. Right, so that was kind of going into the 80s, mm-hmm. which actually has nothing to do with this podcast. In this podcast, no. what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to be talking about the current situation in Korea, what's going on with Korea and President Trump, and comparing that to one of uh, what a lot of people are trying to bring up is the way that um, Nixon was opening China. Nixon China op- opened up China through something known as a ping-pong diplomacy, which we'll get into. Yeah, he was responsible for bringing over, I think, Ling Ling and Sing Sing, the panda yeah, bears. The yeah. <laughs> so again, uh, very, very apt parallel. Uh, Nixon did open up uh, uh, relations with China. Nixon also left the White House in disgrace. Right. So, <laughs> so let's hope hopefully, history hopefully. repeats itself. Let's 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 hope so. And so, what are your? Uh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling a lot safer now that that Korea's on our side? Or well, let's see. So, I was at the gym when it when it first broadcast last night because I mean, I, it, they broadcast last night because it was early morning in uh, Singapore. Um, yeah, just checking out like uh, Kim Jong Un. I always get my Kim Jones mixed up. He's Un, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. His body language looks so relaxed, where you can just tell. Trump just looks so uncomfortable. He always does uh, this weird triangle thing with his hands when he's in like a Putin, I'm not comfortable situation. Like, you know, like every mannerism of his is like coached. 
and they actually do have body coaching uh, specialists for presidents. But uh, Trump just looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I, I what think was your take? Trump, Did you feel the same? I, I just, yeah, I think there's a lot more to. <laughs> I'm thinking we're we're not getting the whole sides of the story here, you know. I think it's just like uh, Trump's just getting fucking played. I yeah, think. I mean, it's, it's a, just like people that are just you know that's all they do is be global leaders, you know they. Uh-huh. They haven't had second careers being reality TV stars. Just look at this big (laughs) buffoon coming at them and and just go, you know what? All we have to do is just flatter them a little bit and then we could just play them like a tuba. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm kind of getting out of. There's like, there's no way, you know, that somebody was saying I was reading something. We're like, yeah, sure, he'll he'll. Uh, well, first he, they blew up some kind of nuclear development facility that had no nobody was there to check on it. They just kind of released some footage and said, look, we blew this up. Yeah. And then, uh, se- second of all, people were talking was like, yeah, he's because he's kind of done. He's got he's got his long range missiles at work. Got the nuclear arms. He doesn't really, you know, he can give up a few things and maybe get some sanctions dropped or what have you. Yeah, exactly. And this is like usually these things are months and months in advance in the preparation. And, and this was just like the shortest of this type of uh, diplomatic meeting ever without, I mean, the, the least amount of preparation uh, that yes. was taking place <laughs> underhand. And that least amount of preparation had Trump in the mix. And just last night, again, I was on the not it's not a treadmill, but it's the thing where the bars go like this and the steps go like this and we have a little TV in front. What was that exercise? Like, Mission called? The stepper, like this. No, like it's the like, elliptical. Yeah, I think elliptical. it's elliptical. Yeah, I was on the yeah. elliptical and I was watching CNN and it's a very long interview with Dennis Rodman, who's there yeah, also. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm going, what the fuck is going on in this world? And just like the week before, we had Kim Kardashian solving prison reform. And now we yeah. have Dennis Rodman, you know, three reality TV stars on, on the world stage solving our global uh, crisis. Our, our global issues, yeah. So. Yeah, and it's just Dennis Rodman, you know, I I know Kim Jong-un loves him, but it's just like, I'm just really ready politically for this era to be over with. <laughs> You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Hey, you. Yes, you. Do you like comedy? Of course you do. You're listening to a podcast where Harmon and I talk about presidential phone calls. So you like the funny stuff, huh? Then you should be turning into another podcast that Harmon and I do called Comedy History 101. In this podcast, we delve into the backstory of all things comedy related. From the history of the Comedy Store condo in L.A., the Andrew Dice Clay controversy of the early 1990s, and, more recently, the history of the Trump and Giuliani and drag video. You can find the latest episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, Google Play, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Comedy History 101. We school you in comedy. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Let's take you out of this political era right now, Harmon, and we'll play you a couple of tapes, because that's what we do here at This is the President. And uh, they're pretty couple of pretty short tapes, but as I mentioned up front, these are uh, tapes of when... 
the President Nixon was, it wasn't when he made his first announcement. He made the announcement in July 15th of 1971. That's where he actually, he didn't tell everybody what he was announcing. Mm-hmm. And so he went to the t- TV network and was like, I've got a big secret to tell you guys, so put aside some time for me. Good evening. I have requested this television time tonight to announce a major development in our efforts to build a lasting peace in the world. As I have pointed out on a number of occasions over the past three years, there can be no stable and enduring peace without the participation of the People's Republic of China and its 750 million people. That is why I have undertaken initiatives in several areas to open the door for more normal relations between our two countries. Yeah, so we're going to play a couple different, really just short excerpts of phone calls here. Um, And these are both from April 13th of 1971. And I'll explain to you the significance of that date after we play this first clip. And it's about uh, two minutes long. These are both telephone calls. Okay. So the sound quality is a little bit better. Um, And this first phone call... We will hear um, President Richard on April 13th, 1971, at approximately 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, this is uh, the president talking to Peter G. Peterson. That's kind of that's a good name for you, one of the uh, White House staff. Um, so if you will, I, the only better name would be if his name was Peter P. Peterson. <laughs> That would be good. Maybe maybe next time. Maybe when you get in the administration, that could be your name. Peter P. Um, Peterson? Yeah. So if you could go ahead and crank up the uh, presidential time portal there. I, I, I read the memorandum. It's fine, except that the rather than 13 months ago, it was 20 months ago that we started this uh, initiative with regard to the Chinese. Was it? Uh, yeah. Somebody indicated to me March of 1970. March of 70. There could have been an announcement, but in, it was 20 months ago that we started the private. Uh, I see the discussion started. Uh, that's right. See, I talked. I talked to the Indian ambassador, Mrs. Gandhi, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's a. On my world trip at that time. All right, fine. Started. But you could say 20 months ago, then we made an announcement 13 months ago. All right, fine. That uh, all of that is correct. Right. See, the, uh, the main thing is, however, if I could uh, just get the, be sure we got the tone. The Chinese thing is going just the way we want it. We do not want to have, I don't want you to appear, or I don't want us to appear to, to be exploiting it. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Sure. And and so you can simply say, now look here, you can, when you tell them this, you tell them this is for your background only. Mm-hmm. Be very tough with them. This is not for use. And say, however, you should know that this is the way it began. This is the way we feel. But don't, don't, uh, don't, I don't want them to have a, have a story next week saying, this is all a plot by which the, uh, a plan by which the, President, you know, started this many months ago, uh, did this and that and the other thing, and now it all comes to fruition, because then that may overplay to the Chinese, will be a little bit too anxious to them, and they might, might knock that one out, and second, it will, it may hurt what we're trying to do with the Soviet right now. You see, we, what really is going to count with the Soviet, Pete, is the fact. I mean, that mm-hmm. ping-pong team is worrying them right up the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'll let the fact break. Don't, don't say a word about that except confidence that, that we're doing the right thing. Wonderful. All right, sir. Okay, 
So yeah, just to emphasize, it's very it's at the very end of the phone call, and I didn't know exactly what he was talking about. He says the ping pong team thing is driving the Soviets up the wall. Is what he was talking about. And what what does that is that code word for something? No. So what was going on at the time? was that in 1971, uh, in from March 28th to April 7th, so about a week before this phone call, the World Table Tennis Championships were held in Nagoya in Japan, mm-hmm. right? So, so and it was uh, the American team was over there, and there's a Chinese team, Japanese team, you know, teams from all around the world. And an American player by the name of um, hold on, let me let me find it. Uh, let me find it again. Bobby Riggs. Uh, yeah, no, 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 not not quite quote close. Oh, but, uh, Peter but, P. Peterson. No, 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 no. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't playing uh, ping pong yet. No, it was an American player by the name of Glenn Cowan. He ah. was playing. Yeah, he was playing a practice round um, in Nagoya when when like he realized the American bus had left. Oh, yeah. Right, so it was just him, him and this Chinese guy, and the Chinese team was like, "Well, get on our bus and we'll give you a ride." Right, so he hopped on the bus, and then while he's on the bus, they the the Chinese guys were all like kind of scared. They didn't know if they should be like talking to him, and then finally one of the Chinese guys um, dug around his backpack and gave him this uh, like a silk screen of some mountains in China, you know, as a present. Right. So when the when the the bus stopped and all the players got off, you know, it was just weird seeing this American. American guy with all these uh, Chinese ping pong players, and then the press started talking to him, and the the guy and the Glenn Cowan was like, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to come visit China. You know, it, that could be, I think it'd be a great thing." And so, uh, three days later, the uh, the Chinese invited the Americans to come play ping pong, and uh, surprisingly, they accepted. So it was uh, kind of the beginning of the ping pong diplomacy, as they called it. And once again, as we see through history, ping pong. Has solved a global matter. That's right, just right. <laughs> just like the was that, was that balls of steel? Was that the I ping think pong it was movie? Eighteen twelve, the War of eighteen twelve, wasn't that yes. involving <laughs> ping pong somehow? That was the first one. The way the the British burned down our ping pong table. Yeah, uh, what was the one with the Canadians? Uh, 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 you know, the longitude, latitude, forty two forty or fight. Yeah, that 42, was forty two forty or ping pong. Yeah, forty two forty or served at, at that weird style where it goes really fast and yeah. it's kind of hard to watch. It. Yeah, so that was the beginning of ping pong diplomacy there. And I just want to play one more clip because this one, this is from later on the same day. This one's really short. I just, it's really. Uh, hold on, I'll explain it a little bit. This is between Nixon and uh, Henry Kissinger, and this is about uh, 7.50 at night, so it's at night. And this is just kind of interesting. You're not going to be able to understand anything. Okay, great. Basically, what's, <laughs> but what's going on is that, you know, the I don't know if you saw the movie Nixon. There's always a lot of scenes of Nixon in his room listening to classical music really loud. That right. was for real, and you can hear it in this phone call. So it's, there's just enough of, of you to hear how loud the classical music in it um, in the phone call. And they do, they do mention China a little bit, but uh, it's a real short phone call. I think it's about 30 seconds, and if you could, uh, the, if the time machine's cooled down enough, let's go ahead and uh, roll that one. All right. Hello. Dr. Kissinger calling you, Mr. President. Yeah. Hello. Mr. President. Yeah, Henry. I just wanted to mention a number of relatively minor things. They're doing, they're going to do something, Mr. President. And then finally, one other thing. I called Mike Mansfield on your behalf. Just a second, hold on. 
Go ahead. I called Mike Mansfield. Yeah. And told him that you had asked me to tell him uh, about what you are announcing tomorrow in strictest confidence. Right. And uh, I thought that he would appreciate it. He was all that he was beside himself. Very statesmanlike. Was he? President has his warm support and congratulations. And, and he said, no, he, now he sees what you were talking about and when you were hinting at China policy. Mm -hmm. And of course, he raised again his going there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we have it in mind. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was, um, so that's, um... Why? You don't say, like, Nixon's on acid at I the beginning. Well, man, yeah, wait, he, wait, well, let's wait for this piano break. Yeah, just listen to the it, piano, man. It, it, it also Fucking sounds Nixon. Like <laughs> it also sounds like he's eating, too. And then in the middle, I don't know what he does. He's like, it's like it kind of, I don't know if he changes the record or something. It sounds like it, because it kind of goes down and he goes away. He's like, hold on one second. And then he comes back and the music starts again. So I don't know, maybe he's flipping his rock and off over to the other side or what have you. That's right, yeah. And so what was the ending bit of that call? What was that in reference that was, to? They were just, I, I kind of just snipped it because they were going, actually there's a bunch of stuff about Vietnam in there. So I cut that out. And they just, I just kind of just kept the, the China bit in there. They're just kind of starting up the dialogue about China again. So but that was really more about hearing some classical music blaring in the background with, with Nixon. Yeah, that crazy Nixon. So what would, yeah. what would be the Trump equivalent of that? Yeah, that would be, yeah, what is he like? Well, what, he did, was he playing Keep on Rocking the Free World at his things? Uh, that was, that's a Neil Young song, right? Uh, right. He, well, know, he yeah. was playing his, like all the, all the other songs, he plays them until the original artist tells them to stop playing <laughs> so, that. We don't endorse yeah. you. And then he goes, well, yeah, you're failing, failing loser. I found a better musician because you were a failing loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, he's still doing that. You know, he still goes around and does those rallies and stuff. Yeah, because he likes them. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, it's like, like he gets 100% praise. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's like weird. It's like a bubble from the rest of the world. So, so do you think? Do you think? Do you think uh, Trump would have anything to learn from Nixon? Um, just ex start packing the boxes in the White House. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean anything. You know, you could do one good thing, uh, uh, but uh, you know, uh, there's all the other things that you've done that they're going to get you on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so, uh, this is just like the yeah. end of the crazy week with the G7, you know, and, and, and yeah, getting us in bad. Have you ever in your lifetime remembered being in bad graces with Canada? <laughs> that's, that's yeah that you're in a world, whole world of hurt if that happens man when the canadians start hating you you're in trouble well just having a president going uh to the canadian prime minister whoever that might be during any era and telling them that there's a special place in hell for them <laughs> <laughs> did, wait did he really say that yeah in a tweet <laughs> he said that about oh, trudeau okay, yeah, <laughs> Oh God! All right. Well, on the, on that own, and and on that note, I think we'll leave this here, here to Armin, and we'll take it all over to the bridge, back to your favorite part of the show. Plug away. 
other way. Well, of course, if you like this podcast and you want to get more of us, you can tune into our other podcast, which is Comedy History 101, where we school you in comedy and dive into the history of comedy. All your cult favorites, classics, hidden unknowns, and comedy gems. So be sure to check that out on iTunes. Uh, coming up, when, when is this dropping? Just well, should be tomorrow. I'll try, I'll try to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's my day, dude. I'm Wednesday. Oh, okay. Uh, so June 28th, you can check out my show, Tale, my live storytelling show, 8 p.m. on uh, Thursday, June 28th at the Red Room above the KGB bar in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Right, but later on, I mean, we're just going to miss each other over here in Edinburgh. Uh, we can put, we'll, we'll have many other episodes to plug away for Edinburgh Festival. Okay, all right. But that's, just keep that in the back of your mind, listeners. Okay. Come, right. come, come and say hi, and we'll say hi back. Okay, excellent. Well, um, thanks for your time, Harmon. Uh, my name is Ben Scott Colonico. As always, you can find you can find us wherever you want to find your uh, your favorite podcasts: iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Last FM. And you know what? Why not leave us a comment or or, or, or shout out to us at a tweet at Words Over Chair? Come on, dr- drop us a line. We 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 love it, don't we? Yeah, and that's why we'll okay. read uh, next time our our listener mail. Well, there's almost there was too many uh, emails to read from this time. So <laughs> be sure to drop us a line, people, and like we'll read your email on the air. You can we can ask you. We'll take presidential requests. You know, we could probably go back to um, to uh, we could go all the way back to Lincoln. We can start reading letters. You know. Yeah. Well, then we can go back to the beginning because they all yeah, wrote letters, uh, we, didn't they? George. Yeah, George Washington. <laughs> we could have his teeth on here. <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen his dentures. They're in Wash- in Baltimore. Where? Oh, I, I was thinking of the Smithsonian, but they're in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I think maybe he had he had two sets. This yeah, he probably had more than years. one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was it. You, gotta, you always got to have a backup, Harmon. I think that's if there's anything we've learned today. Exactly. Yeah, it's like don't make fun of the Koreans and always have a backup. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. Thanks again, Harmon, for being here, and we'll see you guys next time. Milani! (laughs) Where's my diaper? Milani is right now changing a diaper probably 40 feet away from me. (laughs) 